We're going to get into the word this morning. Uh, the Lord has been speaking uh, to us on a number of different fronts. But how many of you know when the Lord brings us a word, there's purpose in the word. And so we have to open our hearts to what it is that the spirit of the Lord is saying. And the spirit of the Lord brings us words because he wants to do something with those words in our life. I'm thankful to be a part of a church. I'm thankful to be under leadership. I'm so thankful for our pastors, Jerry and Elaine, and the leadership that they provide over us. That uh, The scripture says in Psalms 23, that good shepherds uh, seek the voice of God to lead us into green pastures and lead us beside the still waters. And that's what Pastor Jerry and Pastor Elaine are always seeking to do, uh, whether they're bringing the word themselves or whether they're bringing someone in uh, to share the word with us. But it's our responsibility to be good ground. Can you say amen to that? The scripture tells us, Jesus told us the parable that when uh, the sower went out to sow the seed, it fell on four different types of ground and only one out of the four types types of ground actually received the seed and put out roots and bore fruit from the seed. Do you want to be uh, the son and daughter of God that has a heart that is good ground to receive what it is that the Lord is bringing? Because week in and week out, uh, the Spirit of God, no matter who the vessel is, the Spirit of God is bringing forth seed, bringing forth seed and scattering it. And we want to be those that receive it with a heart of humility, a heart of obedience, a heart that wants to learn. And when we do, we become those that that seed can produce in. So um, I'm just one of those this morning up here, and we're going to look at the Word of God and see what the, what the Lord would want to speak to us this morning. So uh, I like to put a title on my talk, but I, I was having a hard time coming up with uh, the one that I wanted to use this morning. So I had several different ones. and uh, but, but, but what I feel in my spirit is what the Lord is wanting to do here this morning uh, is he's wanting us wanting to help us escape the net of negativity he's wanting us to, to escape the net of negativity I don't know if you've noticed or not but we are in a season in our in our in our community or in our nation or in our world where the enemy wants to control the narrative the enemy wants to be the one who tells the story and that is a story of death and destruction and negativity and all of the prognosticators and all of the news cycles and all the social media feeds is constantly per- portraying uh, negative things, uh, talking about what's going to be bad and how it's going to be gloom and doom and all those things. But how many of you know that if we get caught up in that net, that we're going to have what we say? It's really easy to get in the flow of what's being said all around us and become a part of the negativity that the enemy is spewing forth. But I believe that today the word is going to be we're, we're going to escape the net of the enemy's negativity over our lives. The thing about negativity is, is it's real easy to sneak into our lives and it can gain a foothold. And before we know it, we are agreeing with what the enemy is saying. We're agreeing with the negativity. The scripture says, how can blessing and cursing come out of the same mouth? Or how can sweet water and salt water, it it can't come out of the same spring. It should not be so. We are to be ones that align ourselves with the Holy Spirit. We're to be ones that align ourselves with the word of God and we are to be a mouthpiece for our father in these times how many of you know that our father is the one who needs to be controlling the narrative on this earth he needs to be the 
one who is causing his word to his word to go forth. And the only way it's going to go forth is through our lives. And so I believe that today God wants to begin to shake us up and to shake us free from all of the negativity that's trying to attach itself to our lives. And many times we're guilty of just plugging into the sources of negativity and just drinking from the well of negativity that's all around us. Do you agree with me that it's all around us? Do you agree with me that there's not many people that's on the airwaves or, or on the social media networks or the people maybe even on the job that are declaring the goodness of God, that are declaring the power of God? But we've got to be those that break free from that net that the enemy would try to cast over our lives and over our marriages and over our families and over our church and our community. And we got to begin to say what God says about us and about our future. Can you say amen? You've heard uh, some people do Christmas in July. I think that's kind of weird. But what we're going to do is we're going to do today, we're going to do Thanksgiving in August. I want to talk to us this morning about transitioning from negativity to Thanksgiving. How many of you know that it's good to give thanks to the Lord? In Psalms 92, the scripture says it's good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to the Most High. It's good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning and your faithfulness in the evening. You thrill me, Lord, with all that you have done for me. I sing for joy or I give thanks because of what you have done. How many of you know that as believers, as sons and daughters of the Most High God, of the King of Kings, it's good for us to say thank you for who He is and for what He's done in our life. See, thankfulness is a heart condition. See, whatever the, the, the Bible tells us that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if we've been caught up in the net of negativity and we have begun to repeat and to rehearse the negativity that's going on all around us instead of speaking and agreeing with what God has to say, that's because our heart is not in the right condition. See, thankfulness and having a heart of thanksgiving is an expression of gratitude for his goodness in our life. Do you want to be a people that live with an attitude of gratitude and not an attitude of negativity and woe is me and how is this thing going to turn out and things are just dark and they're going to get worse and worse and I don't know how we're going to make it through this thing. Could we say that God is good? Could we say that we give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love? His mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. How many of you know we'd begin to shake up the break rooms if we started talking like that when everybody else was talking about all the negativity that was going on? But before we can do that, we've got to break free ourselves. And the way we do that is we make a choice. In the Old Testament, the Lord said, I set before you this day life and death, blessing and cursing. Oh, that you would choose life. How many of you know every day, before us it said negativity and truth what the enemy would have to say and what God has already said over the day we have to choose what God has said we got to choose to be a people that have a heart condition that's bent in gratitude to have an attitude of gratitude to God and we make a declaration over our lives that we are going to be a thankful people Mary said in Luke chapter 1 she said my soul magnifies or gives thanks, or gives praise to the Lord. How many of you know that's not what this world is doing? This world is magnifying all of the problems. But as believers, as people who know better, we've got to magnify the problem solver. 
We're not going to magnify the problem like Mary. We're going to magnify his name. We're going to exalt his name. We're going to give thanks to him. She said, for he is mighty and he has done great things for me. And holy is his name. Let me say that again. For he is mighty and he has done great things for me. Put your hand right here. Say, he has done great things for me. Do you know one of the most powerful uh, weapons of spiritual warfare that we have in our arsenal is to remember. All throughout scripture, God tells us as his people to remember, to think back on what he did. And how many of you know, if he did it, then he can do it now. We remember that he has done great things for us. So when I get up in the morning and I look at the day, the best thing to do before I start looking forward is to look back. And I look back and I say, like Mary did, I magnify his name. I give him thanks for this day because he has done great and he has done mighty things things for me. Do you have things to be thankful for here today? You know, if God never did anything else for us, I say anything else besides giving his son on the cross and purchasing our salvation for us so that your name and my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. If we had to go through the rest of our journey here on this earth without God doing anything else for us, but giving us eternal salvation and redemption. How many of you know that we have all that we need to be thankful for? But he didn't just save us. The scripture said that he left us here and he gave us a holy calling because there's things that he wants us to do. And he's for us and he's on our side. And how many of you know that we can be grateful and we can be thankful for what he's done in our life and for what he's doing and for what he's going to do? It is good to give thanks to God for what he has done. But the reality is, let's just be real. That's really just good manners, right? Weren't we all taught when we got to the table and and uh, our parents put food on the table? Uh, it's just good manners to say thank you for what you've given me. And saying thanks to God shouldn't be something that's foreign to us. It should be something that's just natural and normal and every day reflecting on his goodness, reflecting on what he has done for us and giving him thanks for that. But I want to talk to you for the remaining few minutes this morning about a higher level of thanksgiving another dimension a deeper revelation of what thanksgiving is to be in our lives because for believers not only are we to be thankful for the things that god has done but we're also to be thankful in what we're going through the scripture says in first thessalonians five eighteen, in everything give thanks everybody repeat that after me in everything give thanks in everything, give thanks. And, and, and listen to how this is followed up. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Can you get that? It says in everything. What does everything mean? That doesn't need to be dissected in the Greek. It means all circumstances. Everything that I'm facing. No matter what I'm in today, the scripture says in everything, give thanks. Give thanks. Today may be a great day for you, but today may not be an easy day for you. Circumstances in your life may not be easy today. There may be difficult things swirling around in your household or in your finances or on the job front or in your health. It may be a season of testing and a season of trial, a season of hardship, a season of darkness in your life during this moment. But that does not preclude 
us from being a people that are able to give thanks because we don't have to wait till we come out the other side because one of the ways that we're going to come out of the other side is that we obey God and we do what he said to do. And he said, no matter what we're in today, he said in everything that we are to give thanks. He's not saying for everything, give thanks. He's not saying for uh, uh, the the heart uh, issue that you're having or the marriage difficulty, but he said in everything because he is the one that's able to take what we're in and turn it around and make it a miracle for his honor and for his glory. He says it's his will. So many times we have this conversation. Well, I just wished I, I knew what the will of God was in this situation. Have you ever felt that way? I just wished I knew what God's will was. If I just knew what God's will was, he specifically tells us right here that his will for our lives is to give thanks in everything that we are facing. Can we be those types of people that give thanks in everything? So the question to, that, that I would ask myself when I read that verse is why would God ask us to give thanks in all circumstances? And I think the the easiest response to that or the most accurate response to why God would ask us to give thanks in all things, in all circumstances is because he knows more than us. How many of you would agree that God knows more than we do? In Isaiah 55, scripture says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. And there's just going to be some things to us that don't make sense about the way God works and what God requires. And we would be better to be a people that surrender and people that obey than to be people that would question. We may not understand why God asks us to do things at times. But we would be very wise if we would just say, God, because you said it, I trust you and I'm going to believe you. And you said for me today and what I'm walking through and what's going on with my kids or where my bank account is at or whatever is going on, the fight that's going on in in my soul. What you said, God, was that today your will, you may not know the next step. You may not know what way to turn. You may not have a picture of what the future is going to look like as it unfolds. But one thing you and I both have today, no matter where we're at and what we're going through, is we have the will of God. The will of God is that we would give thanks today in the midst of it. And we would begin to break free. See, when we give thanks, it begins to break the enemy's narrative over our life. When we begin to give thanks, it begins to to break us free from the net that the enemy would try try to cast over our lives. We we are told to do it because God knows more than we do. See, God knows the supernatural power of thankfulness. God knows that thanksgiving is the key to our turnaround. God knows that thanksgiving and giving thanks to Him in every circumstance creates a bridge to my breakthrough. God knows that thankfulness and thanksgiving, an attitude of gratitude, is uh, it allows his power to break through in my life. Listen to this scripture. I know that you know it, but we're going to jump off of here to finish out the sermon. First Corinthians ten thirteen. it says, God is faithful. He who will not allow you to be tested or tried beyond what you are able. But with that trial, he will also make the way of escape. Another version says this, that with everything that we go through, see, God is faithful. And it says that he will give us a way of escape. That word escape there is actually exodus. 
It's like the children of Israel coming out of bondage. It says God in every trial in every temptation and in every test and in every tribulation and in everything that we're going through, God is already working to provide a way of escape. The, the, the other version says to provide us with a way out. Are you thankful that God is always working and always has available to you and I a way out, a way of escape for where we're at? We're never boxed in. We're never hemmed in in a corner. We're never hopeless. But if we will... Uh, if we will do God's will and if we will give him thanks in our circumstance, it allows the supernatural power of God to continue to weave together a way out, a way of escape. You may not know what that way out is today. You don't have to know what the way out is. All you have to know what the will of God is and the will of God is to give thanks. Can you give him some thanks right now where you're at? You give him thanks for yourself. Lift up your hands and lift up your voice and begin to have breakthrough. That negative spirit of the enemy that's tried to capture us that's tried to hover over our life and over our circumstances if this morning we will take a hold of the truth of God's word that sword of the spirit and we say devil I know what the will of God is I'm not thinking about what you're saying I'm thinking about what God said to do and this morning I'm going to give thanks and when I give thanks in my circumstance God is making a way out of my circumstances can you say amen Hebrews thirteen fifteen says this Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. See, the way of escape, the way out, the way of the turnaround is not mumbling and grumbling and complaining and magnifying the situation and magnifying what everybody else thinks about the situation and critiquing the problem. And talking about the problem and asking everybody to uh, pray about the problem. If we don't attach some hope to it, the way out is we have to pivot from negativity. We have to pivot to praise. Everybody say pivot to praise. I don't know if you played basketball or not, but pivot is when you're headed towards the basket with the ball. And something comes between you and that basket. There comes an obstacle between you and where you want to go. They teach a move to us, and that's called a pivot move. You're not stuck. You don't have to stop. What you can do is plant that foot, and you can change directions, and you can go another way. Today, some of us need to pivot from where, what we've been saying. We need to pivot from what we've been believing. We need to pivot from what we've been looking at. And we need to pivot to praise, and we need to pivot to thanksgiving, which pivots us to be right in the center of God's will, which allows him to be at work supernaturally opening doors on our behalf. See, because thanksgiving is a key that opens the door to breakthrough in our lives. Thanksgiving is a key. The scripture says, Jesus said this to his followers. He said, I give you the keys of the kingdom. He said, you have authority. He said, but I give them to you. How many of you know that God has given us keys and we have to take a set of keys in our pocket when we walk up to a door or we go sit down in our car doesn't do us much good. We have to take those keys out and we have to put them in the door and we have to turn the key. Amen. God has given us thanksgiving as a way out. He's told us that in all circumstances that if we will rise up and set our mouth in agreement with Him and we'll begin to declare His greatness and we'll have an attitude of gratitude and if we'll pivot from what the world says and if we'll pivot away from what the enemy is trying to, to make the picture look like or we'll pivot from what the narrative of the enemy is and we'll pivot 
to thanksgiving and praise, the way of escape will be built and the door will begin to open for us in our life. I believe that today what the Lord is saying, that he wants us today to open the door to his power, to open the door to his breakthrough, to open the door of his promises by offering sacrifice and thanksgiving to him for the glory of God. Can you do that right there where you're at? Just open your hands up. We're just going to do this throughout the service, wherever the spirit wants us to. God, we give you thanks. God, in the middle of what we're going through, we give you thanks, God. God, we thank you that we're in the middle of your will, God, when we, we're giving you thanks, God, and we're looking at you. God, we're not focused on the problem. We're focused on the problem solver, God. We thank you that you're the problem solver. We thank you that you are present with us. We thank you, God, that you're always making a way of escape for the glory of God. Real quickly, I just want to talk to you for a few few moments about three places or three seasons of life. Uh, that we can find ourselves in that thanksgiving and praise will make a way out for us. The first place I want to talk about, excuse me, is in our mess, give thanks in our mess. Give thanks. Anybody know what a mess is like? Anybody ever had a, a mess in your life? The word mess defined by Webster's is a dirty, untidy or disordered condition. An unpleasant, difficult, and often embarrassing situation. Have you ever been in a mess in your life, in your marriage, in your family, on your job, in your finances? Do you, do, am I the only one here this morning that knows what it's like to be in a mess? The Lord is telling us this morning that in our mess that we are to give thanks. The thing about messes is oftentimes messes in our life are created by us. It's choices many times that we make or decisions that we have made that have created the mess that we're existing in in our life. And so many times we think that if we made the mess that God's not willing to clean the mess up. But how many of you know just because we made the mess, it doesn't preclude God from getting involved in cleaning up the mess. God is the one who can clean up our mess. But you're not in bad company if you have a mess going on in your life this morning. I just want to remind you of a a prophet of God by the name of Jonah who made some decisions. He made some choices. He took some steps to create a mess in his life. And I won't go back and read all of the verses because we don't have time. But remember, God called, excuse me, called Jonah to go to Tarshish. And he asked him to go and to be his mouthpiece to a people that needed to know God's love. But instead of doing that, what Jonah did was Jonah went the other way. Have you ever went the other way? Have you ever known what to do but didn't do it? Have you ever known what God uh, was saying to do but you just didn't do it? Anybody here besides me ever disobeyed God? Anybody here besides me ever made a decision? Anybody ever uh, that that, uh, didn't turn out for good, that made a mess? And so what Jonah did was he went and got on a boat and he bought a ticket to go the opposite direction from what God was telling him to do. And because of that, there came a great storm uh, around the boat out on the sea because God hadn't given up on Jonah. And while he was out there, the scripture says um, in Jonah 1 12, this is what Jonah said. He said, throw me into the sea. He said, and it will become calm again, for I know that this terrible storm is all my fault. You may be sitting here this morning and you may say, you know, the mess that's going on in my life, I can look at decisions that I've made. I can look at choices that I've made and I know the mess that's in my life right now. It's all my fault. Well, you're in good company because one of the major prophets in the Old Testament said the very same thing. He said, I've I've done some things and I've created this mess. My pages. Okay. 
But listen to what verse 17 says. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. I want you to know that even when we make the mess, God is already at work getting the way out prepared for us. How many of you know that? Jonah 2.5, it says, I sank beneath the waves. This is what Jonah said. And death was very near. The waters closed in around me and seaweed was wrapped around my head. This was a, a real difficult mess. It was a major mess. It was a life disaster, really, that Jonah had created for himself. But listen to what happened in that moment, in the middle of Jonah's mess. And if you find yourself in the middle of a mess today, this is the word that I want you to hear. Jonah said, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. <clears throat> so in the well, in the seaweed, in the middle of the mess that Jonah had created for himself, he found his voice of thanksgiving. And that's what some of us need to do here this morning. If you find yourself in a mess, instead of being focused on the mess and all of the things that you should have done, should have done differently or decisions that you could have made in a different fashion, instead of being all hung up on the, the fallout and the outcome, we've got to begin to find our voice of thanksgiving. Because with seaweed wrapped around his head and in the belly of the well, deep in the ocean, Jonah said he remembered something. He remembered that God had given him a voice and he had given him a way out. And that way out was to give thanks in all circumstances. And he began to lift his voice up in the middle of his mess. And I don't know what that voice sounded like that day, but it may have sounded something like, Lord, I thank you for your mercy. Lord, I thank you for your compassion and for your faithfulness. Lord, I thank you for your forgiveness and I thank you for your redemption. No matter where you're at or what you're facing today, I want you to know you got something that you can thank God for. His mercies are new every morning. His faithfulness is high as the heavens. He's a redeemer. He's the one that turns the evil and turns it into good. And the scripture says that then, everybody say then. It says then the Lord ordered the fish to spit up Jonah on the beach, and then it did. See, when we begin to lift up a voice of thanksgiving in our circumstance, it allows the supernatural power of God to open the door to bring us out. So if you're in a mess this morning, it's okay. Don't be discouraged. The perfect will of God for your life this morning is for you to remember and to find your voice and begin to thank God. Begin to thank him that even though you got yourself in that mess or I got myself in, into this mess, that God's not going to leave me in this mess. He's going to bring me out. He said, God, I thank you that you said that it, no, it doesn't matter what I'm going through or what I'm facing or even how I got there. Maybe like Jonah, God, I turned and walked away from things I knew I should have done. But God, in this moment, I repent and I thank you that you forgive me. I thank you that you're the redeemer. I thank you that you're for me and you're not against me. I thank you, God, that even though I can't fix this, God, you're the way maker. You're the miracle worker. God, you're for me and not against me. And when you are, God, who can be against me? And God will begin to open the door to bring us out. Secondly, not only in our mess do we give thanks, but secondly, in our midnight we give thanks. Our midnight. You ever had a midnight season in your life? 
Midnight season is different than a messy season because many times in a midnight season, not did we make the wrong choices to put us where we are, but we made the right choices. We followed God. We did what he said to do. We obeyed him. We took that step of faith. We, we, we opened our mouth and we put ourselves right where we, where we are. And it's a midnight season. Those are, those are seasons sometimes that are hard to figure out. Do you remember Paul and Silas, how they were out there obeying God, doing what God had called them to do? They were, they were anointed. They were preaching the gospel. They were loving people. They were sharing the good news. And they had a young girl that began to follow them in one city. And, and she was a, a fortune teller. And she worked for uh, some guys there in that community. But she kept following them. And eventually they ministered to her and cast the devils out of her. And she was saved. And because of that, they were thrown into a deep dungeon and into a deep uh, prison uh, there in that city. Do you know what it's like to do everything <clears throat> that you think you know to do? And you still find yourself in a dark place. You find yourself in a hard place. That's called a midnight season. That's not a mess. We didn't create this dark place, but we find ourselves there anyway. But how many of you know that even if we're in a midnight season, we already have what the will of God is for that midnight season? See, the will of God is in all circumstances, in everything, to give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. And you know the story that in chains, in the dungeon, at midnight, when things are the darkest, through no fault of their own, just out of obedience and following God, being in a very difficult and being in a very hard place, Paul and Silas remembered that they had a key to those chains and they had a key to their midnight. And that key they pulled out in their spirit and they remembered and they found their voice and they began to give thanks to God. They began to lift up a praise out of their innermost being and they began to sing praises to God. The scripture says in my study, I found this. You may have already known this, but I thought this was very interesting. It says, Acts 16, 25, it says, At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, and they sang praises, or the word there in the Greek is they sang hymns unto God. That word hymns is actually referring to a specific group of hymns in the book of Psalms called the Pascal hymns, P-A-C, uh, P-A-S-C-H-A-L, the Pascal hymns. So let me, let me rewind again. They begin to sing hymns to God. They began to open their mouth and begin to sing praises out of the book of Psalms. It's a specific group of Psalms and they're called the Psalms of, can you guess what they are? They're the Psalms of Thanksgiving. So when Paul and Silas were in their midnight, what they began to do was open their mouth and they began to sing the Psalms of Thanksgiving. And they began to sing things like, and this is from Psalms 113 through 118 and also Psalms 136. All of them are referred to as Psalms of Thanksgiving. And they began to sing, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods for his mercy endures forever. Can you imagine that? Can you see that in that moment? 
maybe that's where you're at right now. You're right in the middle of a midnight and you don't understand why things haven't changed. You know that you've done everything that you could do. You're believing God by faith and you still feel like that it's dark and that you're not having your breakthrough. What you need to do is you need to do the will of God. What you need to do is we need to find our voice of thanksgiving. And as Paul and Silas did begin to sing, Oh, give thanks to the Lord of Lords for his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. The Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my song. And he has become my salvation. How many of you know in their midnight, Paul and Silas began to voice their thanksgiving and praise to God? Thank you, Lord, for your strength. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your deliverance, God. Thank you, Lord, for your power. Right there, open your hands to the Lord. What do you need to thank him for? Thank Him for what you need. Thank you, God, for your grace. Thank you, God, for your strength. God, thank you, God, that you're making a way of escape. God, thank you, God, that my, my thanksgiving is a key that's unlocking, your, unlocking the door through your supernatural power. Thank you for your promise, God. Thank you for your faithfulness, God. In my circumstance, God, I know that you will provide a way out. And the Scripture says, Suddenly there was a great earthquake. And the prison was shaken to its foundations. Do you think that was that was just going to happen? Do you think that that was just sovereignly going to take place? Or do you think that it was very important that Paul and Silas took out the keys that had been given them and placed them in the door of their midnight and begin to give God thanks? And you think, well, you know, the enemy would tell us, oh, that's, you know, that's silly. That's not enough. That's not enough. Just giving thanks to God, an attitude of gratitude, a heart that's bent towards the goodness of God, a mouth that is lined up with what the word of God says. And we're proclaiming his goodness and his greatness and we're giving him thanks. That's not enough. My, my mess or my midnight is too big or too dark or too black. But the Lord says to us this morning that if we'll just obey him, we'll be in the center of his will and the supernatural power of God, according to Hebrews will begin to make a way of escape, an exodus path for you and I. So the scripture says there was a great earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations and all the doors flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. How many of you know that their thanksgiving caused the doors of their dilemma to swing wide open? Not only for them, not only were they delivered, but salvation came to many more around them. God wants us to escape the net of negativity that the enemies try to cast over our lives. Where we've been in agreement with anything but what God says, we need to break that agreement. Where we've been vocal about what the world has to say in place of what it is that God has to say. I mean, and I've been guilty. This is something God's working on me, right? How many of you want to escape the net of negativity that the enemy's trying to cast over this earth? We want to be a people that are different. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation called to show forth the praises of him who's called us out of darkness, out of negativity, out of bondage, out of messes, out of midnights into his marvelous light. And all he needs is our cooperation. We cooperate with him in the break room and we lift our 
our thanks to God. We cooperate with Him in the grocery store and we lift up our thanks to God. We cooperate with Him in the doctor's office when the prognosis comes to us and it's not a positive report. We don't deny the report. We just give thanks to God that He's bigger than the report. We don't deny that our bank account is where it's at. We just give thanks to God that He's our provider and that He'll make a way. We cooperate with Him and He opens the doors. And the last one... And I got to close and I won't spend any time on it. But the last one, the last season that I was going to encourage us this morning to give thanks in is in, in our miracles, in our mess, in our midnight. And yes, even in our miracle season. Do you remember the 10 lepers that came to Jesus and by request they asked that they be healed? And the scripture says Jesus told them to go and show themselves to the priest. And as they went, they were healed of their leprosy. But there was one who remembered what God had done. And he turned around and he went back and he began to give what? He began to give thanks. He began to give thanks. And the scripture said, Jesus said, where are the other nine? What the scripture said, he said, because you've came back and because you've given thanks, he said, you are now made whole. Everybody say whole. See, he was healed of leprosy, but you know what leprosy does, right? When you have leprosy long enough, it begins to eat away your flesh and eat away, eat away your appendages and, and fingers and toes. And I'm, <clears throat> there were parts of their body that had been eaten away by the leprosy. I believe that they were healed of leprosy as they went, but because in the middle of his miracle, he remembered to give thanks to God. Not only was he healed, God took him to another level and he was made whole. He was made complete. So if it's a good day, and God's been doing good things for you, it's all the more the better day to give God thanksgiving because God wants to take it to a whole nother level. He wants to multiply the miracle in our lives. Can you say amen? Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you this morning, God, for your word to our life that you want us to escape the net that the enemy has tried to spread over our lives and our homes. God, over our mouths, God, and over our interactions, God, and over our community, God. We we break partnership, God, with negativity, God, and we run quickly, God, to a, a to a heart of thanksgiving, God, we want to jump right in the middle of your will, God, your will that says, God, that if we will give thanks in everything, God, in in every circumstance, God, this is your perfect will, God, and you'll make a way of escape. God, we thank you that we break through. God, we thank you that there's turnaround. God, we thank you that you're for us and we love you in Jesus mighty name. Everybody said, amen.